Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Akua. We are still in our series called The Beginning. This is week 10 of our 12-week series where we are digging into our foundation, which is what we've been talking about all year long. We have been leaning into the word that God gave us to live out in 2022, which is sturdy. We've been called as a church to be sturdy. You, me, all of us need to be sturdy. And there's really only one good way for us to get sturdy, and Jesus talks about that exactly. He says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. That's why this series has been so important to us. We have taken the first few months of the year and are probably going to continue to do our best to make sure that we understand how to build our lives in the most sturdy way possible by making Jesus our foundation. There is nothing that's more sturdy than that. Now, before we go any further with the message, just let's take a moment to stop and pray. So Jesus, just thank you for today. I thank you for the way that you have been moving. I ask that as we get into this message that you would be moving in in everybody uh, that is hearing my voice right now. I pray that you would help them see, feel, hear, and know you better than they ever have before here today. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, so today we are going to just get right into it because we have a lot of ideas to dive into. We will be looking at chapter 15 of the account of Jesus' life as written by his friend and disciple John. Now, for us to fully understand what what we need, we got to have a little bit of context, right? It's like uh, the beginning of a a TV show where it's like last week on whatever. So that's what we're going to do right now. Last week, we talked about Jesus getting prepared for the event of his burial and resurrection. But in addition to getting himself prepared, he had to make sure the disciples were ready to do life without him as well. So what Jesus did was have one final meal. It's known as the Last Supper, or or for some of you theology majors out there, the Upper Room Discourse. Now, from what we looked into before, Jesus made a new commandment. A new commandment hadn't been given in so long, like crazy amount of time, and there was Jesus making sure everyone knew he was in full control of everything and he's making a new commandment. And in his new commandment, Jesus makes sure one word is very prominent in his instructions. Here's what he said. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I has loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So the very specific details that Jesus was talking over the disciples would need to get filtered through this idea that they should be loving each other in the way that Jesus loved them. So as we read today, and as we talk about it today, Jesus and the disciples are eating dinner after entering Jerusalem. And this is what the disciple John recorded. Jesus said, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. Okay, this is a good place to stop. 
Because even though there's only one sentence, there is so much that we can unpack from this first part. So first off, let's start with those first four words that Jesus speaks. He says, I am the true grapevine. And here's why this is important. In the book of John, Jesus makes seven great I am statements. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, the life. And finally, what we just read right now, I am the true vine. Now, this is the last one that Jesus will make in John's writing. And this is interesting that Jesus made these statements. But why is it important? Well, you see, when Jesus says, I am, this is a direct connection to a passage in the Old Testament. In this story in the Old Testament or the Jewish scripture, God spoke to a man named Moses through a burning bush. God was helping Moses lead the nation of Israel out of Egypt, where they were being held captive and used as slaves. And God wanted Moses to go and speak to the ruler of Egypt so the, the Pharaoh would let Israel out of captivity. Moses would also have to explain to all of the people of Israel that he was going to lead them out of Egypt. He was going to be the one by given power by God to lead them out of there. And in that moment, the reality of what Moses was having to do really like settled in on them. And in that moment, he was filled with utter fear, insane anxiety. So Moses asked God, who should I say sent me? Who am I following? Because Moses knew that his name wasn't enough to get an entire nation to listen to him. So this is how God answered. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So here when Jesus says, I am, what he is saying here to his disciples is that he is God, God in human flesh. Jesus is letting them know that he is the one that was sent down to be the Messiah. He was telling them that he was the one that was going to come down and save the world. Jesus is continuing to establish his authority. He was doing this because these next parts are incredibly important. And here's how John recorded what came next. Jesus says, He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. So here we can continue to get deep into this idea of Jesus being the true vine. And he calls himself that because back in the days of the Jewish scripture, the nation of Israel is called a vine four different times. And here's what this means. Jesus is explaining the nation of Israel, God's original chosen people, are about to get cut off because they are no longer producing fruit, because they are no longer following God. And it seems kind of harsh, but remember, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, had been given a chance and a chance and all kinds of chances to turn to God. There's actually like a whole series of things that happens where they just decide to do what they think is right in their own eyes. And not only that, but they had a covenant with God that was conditional. It was one of those things where they had to be led by God for his blessings to fall on them. If not, they found that their blessings would dry up. So what do you think happens to that same nation of Israel, those same leaders in the church in Jerusalem that saw Jesus, God, standing in front of them and they said, let's kill him? All because they knew he would take power for them. What do you think happens? Well, it doesn't go well. 
And Jesus is explaining that this old vine, Israel, this dried out branch is getting clipped by God. Not only is it getting clipped, but something new is coming. This is Jesus explaining that he is the true vine. No longer would God only come through Israel and their old covenant they had made with God. No, this is Jesus laying out the new covenant that he is creating. This new covenant is based around him and nothing else. No rules, no nothing, just Jesus. This new covenant is based around the bread of life, the light of the world, the God for the sheep, the gate for the sheep, the good shepherd, the resurrection, and the life, the way, the truth, and the true vine. This new covenant is totally based around Jesus. This is no longer connected to just Israel. The branches, which are us, that are connected to Jesus are the ones that will produce fruit. Then God the Father will actually prune the branches that bear fruit. He will pull back the things that keep you and me from making fruit so we can make more fruit. And the way you are pruned is by listening to the message that Jesus has given. Everything will fall away through the message Jesus left for us. And what is that message? It's the explanation of the new covenant that Jesus created. The covenant not just with Israel, but now with the entire world. We call that message the good news or the gospel. And it's this. Jesus, God in human form, came down to the earth. He was human just like you and me. He was tempted. He felt the same frustration and despair in the world that we all have. However, he lived a life completely, completely without sin. He is one person that lived a life worthy of hanging out in heaven for all of eternity. But here's what happened. Jesus laid down his life, his perfect life, to become the perfect sacrifice for us. For all the ways we have sinned, he experienced torture up on that cross and gave away his life for all of us so we could experience his grace. And all we have to do to access that grace is listen to the message that he left behind for the disciples and eventually us. All we have to do is simply believe that Jesus did all of that for us to receive that grace for him. That is the new covenant. By receiving that grace, our identity completely changes. We are turned into God's masterpiece and we then become worthy to him. That's the long version. Here's the short one. Jesus died for us, and when we believe, our life and our eternity change for the better. And Jesus explains what happens next in our spiritual journey after we start to believe. He says, remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. So the big thing to look at in this section is the word remain. Let me walk you through what it looks like to remain in Jesus. And to fully understand what Jesus is talking about, to go, we need to go to the original language of the New Testament, which is Greek. And the Greek word used there for remain is meno. And in this instance, it means to be constantly present. So what Jesus wants us to do is be constantly present with him. Now, th with this, it can be a little bit daunting to think about how we can be in constant presence with Jesus, right? Because you might be thinking, well, I have to like work and take care of a family or like 
go hang out with my significant other so I can't just like read my Bible or be in prayer or listen to worship music all day long. I get it, you're right. But remember, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. I mean, think about the person that you are closest to in this world. When you are with them, are you always talking to them like nonstop? Are you always reading the same text messages that they sent you over and over and over and over again all day long? Are you always listening to recordings of them singing or people singing songs about that person? No. You can sit and be present with someone and not say a word or do a thing and feel very close to that person. Sometimes for you in your life, it can be as simple as recognizing that Jesus is with you. It doesn't have to be this huge formal thing. I mean, those are great to do, but those things that I talked about aren't the only ways that you can experience being in, in Jesus' presence. So my challenge to you for this week is to have those kinds of moments. While you are at work or cutting the grass or hanging out with your friends or spending time with your family, recognize that Jesus is there with you. And sometimes Jesus might even like nudge you a little bit just to remind you he's there, right? Like uh, it's kind of like when I'm at home and I'm sitting on the couch and uh, my dog will lay next to me and then sometimes she'll kind of move and push her head like under my hand just to remind me that she's there and to like pet her. So the same thing can happen with, with God, right? I want you to be mindful of those moments with Jesus where he might be nudging you to remind you he is there. And so what happens when we are able to do this, right? Well, let's talk about that. Let's go back into the, what Jesus has to say about this exact thing in John's account. There Jesus says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So this is a straight connection back to last week and Jesus giving a new commandment to everyone, which we read through at the beginning. When we can remain, when we are able to follow Jesus' commandments, the one he just gave to them was to love each other, right? When you can do that, then you get to stay in Jesus' love. So here Jesus is setting up how we should love others by explaining where our love starts. The way this love starts is from God the Father. He's really where everything originates, right? He's the creator. So the love from the Father goes to the Son, Jesus. And then Jesus turns around and loves us. And Jesus wants us to remain in his love, which is a really interesting way to put it. Then he shows us how we can remain in his love by obeying his commandments in the same way he obeys the Father's commandments. Jesus remains in the Father's love and he wants us to do the same. There's a lot of love flying around in here. There's a, anytime we see something repeating in the Bible, we have to pay attention to it. Jesus keeps on pointing us back to this love. And in this, when we obey Jesus' commands, it isn't because he like wants us to, to miss out on things that, that we want to see and do. He's not like, you better love or else. No, Jesus' commands aren't because, are because he wants us to be, he doesn't want us to be people that just sit in our house and never live a life. They aren't for us to lose out on something. Rather, Jesus' commands are so we can be filled with joy. He wants us to follow what he says so we can experience joy in a way that we can't find here on this earth. There's a saying that, that I, I like that I've, I've heard before. It's that God is better 
than the world's best thing. Basically, it's this, think about the, the best thing you could possibly get in this world and then multiply it times 10 and then multiply that times a thousand and then times a million. Whatever it is you just thought of, God is better than that. And God wants you to remain in his love and remain in his joy. And when you do this, your joy will overflow. And this means that if you are in God's love and his, is, it, you're in his joy, it will overflow to the people that are around you. This is the way that God wants his love to flow from him to you out to other people. Now, I'm not saying that if you're in God's joy, you're always going to be happy. We will have trouble and dealing with things in the world and, and, and there are hard things that are going to mess with us. And the only difference is that even when things are at their worst, we will still have this thing that we can cling on. We can still have this thing that we can hold on to and it's God's love. We always have that to look forward to. If we didn't have that, what would we be able to hold on to? People can turn to all kinds of stuff in this world, right? All kinds of different things that are, that are temporary, that will never fulfill you. And what ends up happening is the people around you will even let you down, right? You're like, well, I got this person, I'm gonna hold on to them. No matter how good they are, how much they love you, at some point, they're gonna let you down too. So if we remain in the love of the world, of these other things, we'll only get the best the world has to offer, which isn't as good as God. That's why we want to remain in God's love. There was a catch though. We have to obey his commandments. So what is it we need to do to remain in God's love? Well, let's go back to the scripture. Let's see what it says in John 15. There Jesus says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I've loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Now, just so you know, this is not the same commandment from chapter 13. This is Jesus repeating himself. Remember, anytime the Bible, anytime Jesus repeats himself in the Bible, we have to pay attention because this is very, very important. Jesus is telling us, that we have to be loving people in the same way he loved all people. However, he adds on something a little bit different this time. He speaks of this new commandment. He adds on this piece about laying your life down for your friend, which makes us think, of course, about the sacrifice he is going to make for his friends by going up to the cross, the sacrifice he made for you and me by going up to the cross. However, we have to remember the context. We have to remember that Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet. And to those dudes in the room, they would think very differently about the ways that Jesus had laid his life down for them up to that point. He loved on them, right? Very much a quality time thing. He taught them. He fed them. He cared about who they were. These are the kinds of things that the disciples would have been thinking about as they heard Jesus explain what it looks like to lay their life down for their friend. So this week, another challenge. I want to encourage you to figure out what this looks like in your life. It could be as simple as like laying your life down for uh, your spouse by washing the dishes on a night it's not your night. Or you could help someone like in your neighborhood down the street from you carry something super heavy. Or you could uh, watch someone walk you through like the hundredth drawing that they've done of a toy of theirs, right? Like sometimes that happens in my house. I'll get drawing after drawing and it's cool. Uh, or it could be something huge like you give a car away to someone that needs it more than you. Whatever it might be, I want to encourage you 
to love one of your friends, someone that you love and care for like that this week. Figure out how you can lay your life down for someone else. This is what the disciples understood this as. And this is only half of what Jesus meant it as. Of course, the other half is him laying his life down literally. But today, we aren't asking one, anyone to sacrifice their actual living breath for anyone else. But also, this isn't supposed to be like an act of aggression on somebody else's behalf. That's called an attack or an assault. This is not, that is not laying your life down for someone else. That is attacking them. Now, remember Jesus showed us last week when he washed the feet of the disciples what laying your life down for someone else could look like. It's that. It's full of humility. Now, if you are able to remain in Jesus and love each other the way Jesus loved, here is what is waiting for you. A big pile of hate. Yeah, for real. This is what Jesus said. Let's take a look at it. Jesus says, The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. Akuo, you guys know the way the world works. It's not about moving in love. To me, the world feels like it's moving in a couple of different ways. Outrage and fear. I mean, think about it. The two thing, these two things like feed into each other in amazing way. There's outrage and the fear feeds the outrage and that outrage creates more fear on the other side, right? I mean, you can think about the other group that will get outraged at like whatever it is that you might think is the right thing to do. We can find outrage happening with just about anything going on in this world. And the same thing goes for following Jesus. Even if we are doing it in the way that he loves us, even though we might be doing it in the best way possible. Remember, Jesus was in the flesh loving people and doing miracles, and he did it in front of the group of people that God literally foretold about all the things he was going to do. And even then, they still rejected him. They still hated him. They still did everything they could to make sure they killed him. And we don't even have like all the prophecies and God-level authority to walk around with. For sure, we will get rejected as well. In his latest single, Child of God, Chance the Rapper explained it like this. The Prince of Heaven was tempted, told that he wasn't who he was, and they meant it. Never was there a path better cemented. So what are they going to say when you at the Olympics are trying to attempt it? So if you are feeling the weight of the world and you're doing the right thing, or if you are feeling the anger of the world for laying your life down, if someone is putting you down for loving, you're on the right track. You're in good company. You're remaining in Jesus' commandments. You're remaining in Jesus' love. Now, if you have never experienced Jesus' love and you want to, I want you to do that like today, right now. I want you to have a life with Jesus' love. A life being led by the Holy Spirit, which is given to you once you accept Jesus' love. And the way that you can have that is by doing what Jesus says almost a hundred times in John's account of his life. Believe. 
Believe in the good news, the gospel. Believe in Jesus. Believe that he was God in the flesh on this earth. Believe that he lived the life he did. Believe that he sacrificed. He laid his life down for us. And believe that he came back from the dead and after some time went back into heaven. By believing that, you will get the love of Jesus and you will get to experience an eternity in heaven with him. Not only that, you get to have the Holy Spirit live within you. You get to live a life existing as the intersection of heaven and earth. And through that, you will get to bring heaven to earth every single day by loving someone around you, by laying your life down for somebody around you. Now, if you want to believe that or you already have believed that and you want to confirm that belief, I would love to lead you in a conversation with Jesus, which we would call prayer. Now, if this is your first time praying this prayer, first time having this conversation, I know it can be a little weird or scary. I want to give you some help. I want you to feel like you are being loved. And I'm going to ask our entire Akuo community to pray along with you because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community praying with you. So if you want to confirm that belief in Jesus, just bow your head and pray something like this. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now let's keep our heads bowed and whether you've been a believer for the last four seconds or the last four decades and you want to understand how to love better, then pray something like this along with me. Just say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for everything that you have done for me. Jesus, thank you for laying your life down for me on the cross. Thank you for loving me. Jesus, help me love better. Help me show the people closest to me that I am laying my life down for them. Jesus, help me just even see how I should be laying my life down for them. And Jesus, help me see the people that are laying their lives down for me. Jesus, help me remain in your love so my joy will overflow into other people. And so I can see it go out in the same way it comes into me. Jesus, thank you for everything. And we pray all these things in your mighty, holy, precious, and wonderful and loving name, Jesus. Amen. Now, before you go, there are a few things I do want to share with you. The first thing I want to talk about is coming up very soon. It's Easter. This year, Easter falls on Sunday, April the 17th, and we will be creating an event that you will need to invite all of your family and friends to. Well, it's going to kick off with church at 10 a.m. like we always do. We'll be outside there in the pavilion having our normal 10 o'clock service. Then afterwards is where the real fun begins. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt for all the kids in our community. This year, we will be handing out 2,000 filled eggs with candy and all kinds of goodies. Now, you'll also want to be on the lookout for the golden egg out there. 
because if you get one, you'll be able to take home one of our prize baskets. Now, in addition to the egg hunt, we will have paletas and pan dulce, and even the Easter bunny will be out there making an appearance for families to take pictures with him. Now, if you want to help out with this, we would love for you to be a part of this. You can go to our website or our social media and get signed up for it. We will, uh, we can use your help with setting up the field with eggs. You know, in between, we're like running stuff out there. We're gonna have 2,000 eggs. We're gonna need to have people dropping quickly. Uh, we'll also be handing out paletas, taking pictures of the, uh, the bunny booth, stuffing candy in the eggs. And also, if you wanna send us some candy, we would love for you to bring us some candy that we can stuff into the eggs. We would love for you to jump in to the community and just help us link. Now, the other thing that we will have going on will be happening the week after Easter. We are gonna be doing our second round of baptisms here at Akuo Church. We are so excited about it. So if you are someone who just decided to believe recently, this would be an amazing thing for you to participate in. Or if you're baptized as a baby, but you wanna stand up on your own and proclaim by your own ability that you believe in Jesus, you should get baptized too, so that your church community can celebrate along with you. So if you are interested in this, you can go to our website and click on the sign up link, or you can catch us on our social media and click on the link there. Now, guys, the only reason we are able to do any of this stuff is because of you. It, it's because of you and your sacrificial generosity. So I, I just wanna thank you for that. Uh, I can't tell you enough how grateful I am to have such an amazing group of people that are here with us and, and just love this community. So thank you for that. Now, no matter how you are being sacrificially generous here to the church, we want you to be listening to God to see how much you might want to be giving. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo, it's through the biblical method of generosity called tithing. And it, it, I know it's kind of a fancy theological term, but basically it just means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be a great place that you start. Now, sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and, and your family, and, and I totally get that, right? Gas prices are going crazy, stock market's going up and down. Uh, I know there's been some movement in jobs, but you know what, it, it might not be your time. So if things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, uh, let us know about them. We would love to help them out in that way as well. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send us an email directly at help at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get onto our website, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available. So if you would like to send your gift through a check, you can do that. For that, all you have to do is mail your check to AKUO at PO box 100 125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love you, our team loves you so much, and we are praying for you all the time. Now, before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. 
So Jesus, I just pray that as we uh, close up our laptops, turn off our TVs, and, and put away our phones, that you would just continue to be with us. Jesus, I pray that you would remind us to remain in your love. I pray that as we go through our week that you would just poke us from time to time to remind us that you are with us. And Jesus, I pray that you would allow us to experience the overflow of your joy. And through that joy, we would be able to love people in the best way possible by laying our lives down for them. Jesus, thank you for everything. We love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.